we got the alternative energy. free autonomy. And welcome to the Radioactive Show, produced at the studios of 3CR Melbourne and heard nationally on the Community Radio Network. For more than 40 years, three Jewel women from Western Australia's goldfields have been tirelessly leading a campaign to keep uranium mining companies off their land. Shirley Wongyabong, Elizabeth Wongyabong and Vicky Abdullah are a powerful voice for their people and for nature. Very often, the pressure on traditional owners and Aboriginal native title holders to agree to mining is massive. But for decades, these powerful and peaceful warriors for country and culture have stood their ground against mining giants like BHP and Canada's Cameco. Advocating around campfires in government offices, on the streets of Perth and in Western Australia's highest court, they've given strength and courage to their community and to many others. Coming back on country here is so beautiful. You can sit and listen to the birds, look at the trees, look at the beautiful plants, all these little things, all the little small animals to the big animals. So you can feel presence of their ancestors. For years, they have guided hundreds of people from all around the world onto their country and literally taking them walking on their lands. Feelings are amazing, you know, especially all our international guests coming over to join us on the walk. They've shared the beauty and cultural significance of their land and they've sent a strong message to the companies who threaten it. Yeah, we don't want uranium in WA. The women all share a hope for and work for a future where they can walk their land and practice their traditions in peace. And they want to protect their special country for all future generations. And ACF is proud to walk alongside them on this journey. You were just listening to the audio from a beautiful film produced by the Australian Conservation Foundation, or ACF, for the three Jewel women who last Friday won ACF's most prestigious award, the Rawlinson Award. Shirley and Lizzie Wanyabong and Vicky Abdullah from Leonora, Western Australia, have won this year's award for their incredible efforts to protect country and culture from uranium mining at Ulleary for nearly 50 years. Hello and welcome, I'm K.A. This week's radioactive show has been recorded and produced on the unceded lands of the Wadjuk Noongar, or better known as Perth WA, for 3CR Community Radio. It is broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network. This is an exciting show today, as it's all about powerful women and the awards that they win, no uranium and updates from the WA Nuclear Free Campaign. We will hear from Dual Women Vicky Abdullah, co-chair of the Australian Nuclear Free Alliance and one of the women who has been awarded the 2019 Rawlinson Award. I also speak with Mia Pepper, an ACF counsellor who travelled with Arnie Shirley Wanyabong and Vicky to receive the award last Friday at ACF's annual general meeting. 
I'll also be giving an end-of-year campaign wrap and where each of the four proposed uranium projects in WA are currently at. The ACF Peter Rawlinson Conservation Award celebrates individuals and groups who have made an outstanding voluntary contribution to protecting the environment in Australia. Established in 1992, the annual award is given in memory of former ACF councillor Peter Rawlinson, a zoologist, lecturer in biological science and a tireless campaigner for our living world. Peter Rawlinson was one of Australia's leading biologists and conservationists. He died on the island of Anak Krakatau, Indonesia, on 11th of April 1991 while engaged in research fieldwork. He was only 48 years old. This award was established in recognition of Peter's outstanding contribution as an environmental campaigner, researcher and teacher, as well as his tireless work for many, for many conservation organisations, especially ACF, where he was Vice President, Treasurer and Councillor. Shirley Wanyabong, Elizabeth Wanyabong and Vicky Abdallah were awarded the Rawlinson Award this year in recognition of their nearly 50-year-long campaign to protect their country and culture from a proposed uranium mine at Illyri in what's better known as the Northern Goldfields region of Western Australia. They have been acknowledged for their tireless work speaking up for country and culture from uranium projects. Over the decades, they have seen off at least three mining companies, including BHP, and have given strength and courage to their own community and many others. As we all know, the pressure on traditional owners, First Nations people and communities here in Australia and all over the world to agree with mining is enormous. As we all know, the pressure on traditional owners, First Nations people and communities here in Australia and all over the world to agree with mining is enormous. It is also well known that it is First Nations communities who feel the real impacts of resource and extraction projects the most. They are often the last heard by the governments, but the first to be affected by the policies. These and the three women have shown incredible courage and determination speaking up for their country and culture from uranium projects. I start by asking Vicky about the award and how she felt being in Melbourne to accept it. Um, myself and my two aunties, um, Annie Shirley and Annie Lizzie. One of the founders of the award rang me about a month ago. Um, you she told me, rang me, and yeah, and I sort of never um, clicked in a bit until um, the night of the award. So we had a lot of support from ACF. Well, I'm still getting over it. <laughs> never sort of adjusted it what what it's about, but um, I had um, a lot of people telling me about it, and yeah, so it's really good. Um, the emotions of of I was feeling of. I was really nervous, and I usually um, have my um, a piece of paper what I was going to um, talk about it, and you know, saying thank you. But I was sort of stuck for words, and I, <laughs> yes, yeah. It, but it's really, it was really good to have one of the aunties over with us, um, Annie Shirley, to come over to accept the award too. Well, she's one of our elders who who who's fought so strong. Um, throughout our campaign, um, fighting this industry for nearly over 40 years, 50 years, um, and working beside them, and I'm learning a lot of knowledge from them um, in, you know, looking after country. Um, Yaleri is um, a beautiful country that we um, 
Well, I grew up on um, around that area, and most of us um, people um, belong to that country. And you know, we have got a lot of sites on that country, um, men's sites, um, heritage sites, and yeah, and it's, it's too it's too precious to be mining on that country because you know all countries are beautiful, and we are the people we need to protect all that. Yes, we do have a beautiful songline through our country. Um, yeah, and it's important to um, keep all that and document all those areas um, out on country because you know never know what will happen and whoever's um, speaking for that country is um, you know we got to protect it and you know just work beside people and you know. Yes, and because we the only people um, will speak about country and, and we do have a lot of kids out on the walk and out on country and they are the next generation to look after country. Um, it's never sort of kicked in because it's an everyday sort of um, issue um, what we do but we still got to fight, not fight, um, still feel go strong on our, on our campaigns and what we do and, you know, until... until until the end, and people just hopefully um, Chemico and other mining companies give up on us. You're listening to Vicky Abdallah, one of the recipients of this year's Australian Conservation Foundation's Rawlinson Award. I continue the interview by asking what Vicky and her aunties have been doing on their country to raise awareness about protecting their country from the proposed Ulyri uranium mine project. Yeah, we just um, done a lot of walk. Um, Peaceful um, walks um, throughout country from Yaleri to Leonora. It's a one-month walk what we do. Um, but for me and Annie Sherl and Annie Lizzie, we um, um, guide them, guide the walkers through country, and you know, do a bit of cultural awareness what I do, and show a lot of stuff, um, mainly our bush foods, what we see on the road, and and a lot of plants and that there, and yeah, and show a lot of rock holes. And, yeah, it's a very nice walk, what we do. Um, well, as you know, in in WA, we have four um, proposal sites, um, Mulga Rocks, um, Yaleri, Waluna and Kintyre. Um, but um, Kintyre and Yaleri, um, um, the mining company is um, Chemico, and they are the ones who are trying to mine there. And with um, Vimy Resources is... Um, for Mulga Rocks and for Walloonas was Toro. And we need to stop these mining companies that do things on our country instead of in destroying our country, you know. And, um, yeah, so we need, we are the people need to stop all this. Uranium is a deadly toxic um, substance. Look, um, the environment, you know, in, like in all areas, you know, you got the... Um, dust surveillance and that there and you know people will get sick on that and especially um um like myself uh because i suffer really bad with asthma and that there and i haven't been feeling well and you know all these stuff here what they're going to do if they do build it up and you know start mining what will happen to other people's health the animals and plants will get sick and you know us people our Human people, you know, we will get sick too on it. Well, 50 years, a lot of our 
all of our old people, you know, they they stopped all this ran in like anywhere, you know. Uranium is a really bad thing, you know. Shouldn't dig it up, and we, uh, the people, need to be strong and um, yeah. And it's the area that is very important to us because you know we got a lot of strong lines there, and and the people. Um, we used to go out hunting and camp, you know, but we can't. Um, look, it's look, it's very, you know, hard, and we do get a lot of support from from the people all over Australia, even the international people, you know. They come over on our walks, and they have the same issues around their area. And people do walk and protest and have um, actions, and this is what we're doing now, and, you know, to stop all these things happening around our country. Well, because the last um, two years we went through the court case and, you know, when we heard um, about the green light, um, it just felt, you know, we just it just felt like um, half of my thing went out of me, you know, all that energy, what we put through and and it didn't feel right because... You know, when you grew up on that country and been sitting on that country, you know, and that they, as I was growing up around country, you know, I grew up around a lot of, all well, some of my elders, and, you know, and this is where you learn a lot of stuff, you know, listening to our elders, because they're not here now, and that we have to um, look after the country and speak for country. That's your own country, what you have to be strongly speaking for, you know, and like, I can't go on to another spot. I have got to have the OK from other elders, you know. But Yuleri and that they, we have to fight for to stop all this mining is in every area and stop it, you know. Don't mine. Well, if I'm still alive, I'll be learning a lot, teaching my grandchildren and their children to all the mining companies out there who wants to dig uranium, listen to us and be careful and leave it in the ground. Yeah, thank you. You were listening to Juar woman Vicky Abdallah, excited to tell of this year's Rollinson Award she and her aunties have just received. The little-known story of these amazing women can serve as an inspiration to us all. Their cultural obligation to look after country has involved an incredible act of perseverance and determination in the face of significant hardship and at times great personal cost. We can all draw inspiration from their story and their success. I am proud to work beside these women and support these women and their families and community who have campaigned and fought so hard. I know how hard it is for these women to get their story out of their country and into the cities. It takes weeks on the roads and thousands and thousands of kilometres and so much time away from their family and country. But these women know. They know that they have to do it. They have to fight and you have to keep going and you have to build those alliances to win. Arnie Shirley flew for the very first time. An elder who has never been to Melbourne flew to accept the award. This award means a lot to the women, especially to Arnie Shirley, who is now a a respected elder in her community. Although shy to speak, she is powerful in her silence. She will sit quietly, but deep down there is a gentle fearness to Arnie Shirley, one who knows her land, one who is connected to her culture and one who fights on relentlessly. A woman who gives endless time to show us her country and share her stories. 
She has seen over nearly five decades of proposals from Western Mining Corporation, from BHP and now the largest uranium mining company in the world, Cameco, come and go. Cameco only last week in The Australian announcing, and I quote, that there is no market for uranium and that they will not be constructing any new mines in the near future. That was the CEO of Cameco. In the process of defending country and culture, the Jewar women have given strength and courage to their own community and many others. For the past eight years, the Jewar women have hosted hundreds of people from all over the world on an annual month walk through their country in protest to the Yaliri Mine proposal, Walking for Country. Their efforts have also taken them to WA's highest court. In a landmark legal case, the Jewar Women and the Conservation Council of WA challenged environmental approvals for uranium mining at Yaliri in an extraordinary legal bid to prevent the extinction of wildlife and to protect Aboriginal lands. The mining proposal by Cameco was rejected by the WA EPA due to the likelihood of extinction of a number of species. However, approval was issued by an environment minister during the Barnett government. It would have involved a nine-kilometre open pit clearing of 2,400 hectares of native vegetation and using eight or nearly nine million litres of water per day and generating nearly 40 million tonnes of radioactive mine waste. The court case to overturn the approval was ultimately unsuccessful, but the mine plan continues to be stalled and Jewar women have vowed not to give up their fight. Let's now listen to Mia Pepper, ACF councillor, who was at the award ceremony for the announcement of the Rawlinson Award. I started asking Mia about what the atmosphere was like on the evening. Oh, look, the, the award ceremony and... Um and the feeling amongst the room and the ACF councillors and the ACF board was just, you know, one of um, deep gratitude and respect for the work that the women have done over the years. Um, there were a few tears in the room. Um, it was a pretty emotional kind of um, reaction from the from the councillors who hadn't heard the story, and I think it was really grounding for people that... Um, often operate at really high levels talking you know and talking and thinking about government strategies and how to get business involved in environment movement and um, and really just grounding to be able to meet these women and and see the kind of work that they've done and connect that with the work that that people are trying to do in the cities so I think it was really powerful and important for for um for them to be recognised but also to have such a great opportunity to talk to a room full of people that work tirelessly on environment issues around the country and and have that exposure and connection. Mm. And you travelled with Arnie Shirley, Wanyabong, first time flying and first time in Melbourne. Mm. How did that how did that go? I know Arnie Shirley's really shy to talk um, on, on the radio. So it would be great to to hear a little bit how that all went. Oh, it's it's a big city, Melbourne, compared to Perth. There was some Antarctic winds blowing, and it was pretty cold and busy, and bustling. But um, and for a lot of the time, there was I mean, the anti nuclear movement in Melbourne is very strong, and they were very excited to host um, Vicky and Shirley and take them around the city. So. Um, yeah, I think they got to see a fair bit of stuff and connect with lots of other grassroots activists in Melbourne, and I think it was, I think it was good. Yeah, and 
It is, it is great. Um, and just your thoughts on an award like this. What, what does that mean for the nuclear-free campaign here in Western Australia, um, but more broadly with the whole nuclear-free campaign? Um, well, I think for the Yaliri campaign specifically, it's really great profile. Um, like the campaign's been going for such a long time, um, and I guess there's key moments where where the rest of the country gets to hear about it, and this this has been one of them. Um, there's been so much going on with the the court case, and then the federal environmental approval this year just ahead of the election which was really controversial um so there's been a bit of profile around the the case but now the company's kind of not doing anything and um the approvals are kind of just sitting there so there's a bit of a lull i guess in activity and so this is really just such a great opportunity to profile the campaign and get the the word out and and help to build support and the stories around it you know the more people that hear the stories and um have had some interaction or engagement with the the story and the campaign is just wonderful because it it means that those people are touched by that story and go on and spread that word so i think yeah in terms of the yaliri campaign i think um the rawlinson award is just such a great um great way to keep keep growing the campaign and the story where to from here with the with the award? Yeah, look, there's some key there's some key timeframes that Cameco have to work within, um, and there's a state election coming up. So there's I mean there's quite a lot to do around uh, around engaging with the state government on this issue and um, and the environmental approvals that exist that expire. Um, I think twenty twenty one. Um, maybe early 2022. Can't recall off the top of my head, but um, but there's some key timeframes around there where you know where there'll be some campaign focus, um, and uh, and of course some pressure on on talking engagement with the company about um, the future of of that site and finding pathways where there can be no mine and a and a good outcome for um for the community would um is something i think that we're all working towards and any final words that you want to share from melbourne oh look it was just such a such a pleasure and such an honor to be able to um go along and be be part of that celebration and um yeah, and also to hear on the other side just the response from some of the ACF councillors about how valuable and important it was for them to to see and be part of that story and how that's shifted things in their minds. And, and um, I think that's just been really, really beautiful. And, and I think, uh, yeah, that this story and this award will go much further than we can kind of consider now. So that's mm. wonderful. Mm. Any suggestions for what the listeners can do with with this story from Yaliri, this big story that I think is an inspiration to many of us and working in all different campaigns that the story I, I think is, is so big that's often unheard mm. um, and I think it's really encouraging these wards to get that, that story out but is there anything that you could offer to the to the listeners that they could do to keep this story alive for the aunties well i think 
yeah, find out more, listen to the story. Um, there's this, you know, great video that was put together for the for the award. Have a look at it, share it, uh, and talk to people about it. And remember, remember the name Yuliri, because when there is a call to action, um, yeah, when there is a call to action, we need you to know the name Yuliri and get on board and get active when the time is right. Great. Thanks, Mia Pepper. Thanks so much, Mia. The short film that Mia was talking about was produced by ACF and can be watched and shared from the Australian Conservation Foundation's Facebook page under videos. The blog can be read at ACF's website at www.acf.org.au forward slash for country and culture. I will include all the links in the notes on the 3CR website. You're listening to The Radioactive Show and I'm K.A., We've just been listening and sharing stories about the wonderful news that the ACF Rawlinson Award this year was given to the three dual women, Shirley and Lizzie Wanyabong and Vicky Abdallah, for their extraordinary work. I'm KA and I'm also part of the Ban Uranium Mining Permanently Collective based in Noongar Wadjuk Country, or better known as Fremantle. There are four uranium projects in WA that, under the former Barnett government, rushed through under a modified and simplified assessment process that approved the Kintai Uranium Project, an area excised from the Kalamili National Park in the East Pilbara, Waluna, Yaliri and Mulga Rock. They all have state and federal approval, but none have final approval to mine. They all need secondary approvals before they can begin to mine and they're all actively contested and challenged in Western Australia, nationally and overseas. The Barnett government lifted the ban on uranium mining over 10 years ago and there are still no operating uranium mines and no project with full and final approval today. This is due to the strong and sustained community resistance at a time when the economics of uranium make mining untenable. At the end of 2019, we are seeing the largest uranium company in the world, Cameco, make statements like, there is no uranium market, we will not construct a uranium mine in the near future. They have two tenements in Western Australia, the Kintyre, who years ago now Cameco wrote off as zero value and today dismantling exploration equipment. We are working with the government to urge them not to extend or renew any environmental approvals when the Kintyre Project environmental approval expires in March 2020. We remain hopeful, we remain vigilant and we remain determined. This is a perfect opportunity for WA Labor to uphold their no uranium policy and not renew or extend this environmental approval for Kintyre. The second is Yuliri that Cameco owns, and this is at a standstill as to what will happen with Cameco announcing that it will not construct any new uranium mine in the near future. Meanwhile, the dual women are building momentum around the country and around the world of their inspiring story. They will continue to tell their story and they will not give up the fight until their land is safe and protected from uranium mining companies. Walloonas, owned by a small and unproven company called Toro Energy, announced in their AGM last week that the uranium price is the worst it's ever been. It was a dull and sad AGM with about five shareholders in the meeting. Going continuing down to Mulga Rock, 250 kilometres northeast of Kalgoorlie, the project is owned by another small and unproven company, Vimy Resources, but it has the financial backing of Andrew Forrest. And in late 2018, after their AGM, the Conservation Council of WA referred their project to the EPA, or the Environmental Protection Authority, 
as the company had significantly changed their approved project from a base metals plant to a sulfuric acid plant without any public environmental review. The referral has called on the mine to undergo a new environmental assessment. It has significant environmental changes. And today we still await the EPA's decision. So in the meantime, all works, all permits and secondary approvals have been stopped and delayed and challenged. Mulga Rock is probably the, the, the largest one or the most threatening one to watch, to act urgently depending on the outcome of the EPA's decision. Just last week, a great shareholder action happened outside the company's AGM annual general meeting and Mike Young, the director and the chief nuclear officer, Julian Tapp, held up the official proceedings to dispute with activists incredibly about the price and also that there's no traditional owners that exist out there on the land. Again, it's outstanding to hear these blatant racist and disrespectful comments, considering there was an Anangul Spinifex woman who had flown from Kalgoorlie sitting, waiting in their AGM room to state her and her community oppositions to the project. We continue to challenge and contest at every opportunity this industry and in support of First Nations people on their country. And that's all for today's show. I'm KA and you've been listening to The Radioactive Show. I'd like to again acknowledge and congratulate the three dual women, Shirley, Lizzie Wanyabong and Vicky Abdullah, on their wonderful and well-deserved win of this year's ACF's Rawlinson Award. Thanks to both Vicky and Mia for being on the show today, but also for another incredible year in Western Australia with the campaign to keep uranium in the ground strong and solid. The Radioactive Show is on Facebook and past episodes are available on the 3CR website. Go to www.3cr.org.au forward slash radioactive. We'll post links of all information in today's show on our Facebook page and on the website. We'd love to hear from you, so contact us on email radioactiveshow.3cr at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and tune in next week for more peace, nuclear and energy issues. Three Jewar women from Western Australia's goldfields have been tirelessly leading a campaign to keep uranium mining companies off their land. Shirley Wongyabong, Elizabeth Wongyabong and Vicky Abdullah are a powerful voice for their people and for nature. Very often, the pressure on traditional owners and Aboriginal native title holders to agree to mining is massive. But for decades, these powerful and peaceful warriors for country and culture have stood their ground against mining giants like BHP and Canada's Cameco. Advocating around campfires in government offices, on the streets of Perth and in Western Australia's highest court, they've given strength and courage to their community and to many others. Coming back on country here is so beautiful. You can sit and listen to the birds. Look at the trees, look at the beautiful plants, all these little things, all the little small animals to the big animals, so you can feel the presence of their ancestors. For years, they have guided hundreds of people from all around the world onto their country and literally taking them walking on their lands. Feelings are amazing, you know, especially all our international guests coming over to join us on the walk. They've shared the beauty and cultural significance of their land and they've sent a strong message to the companies who threaten it. Yeah, we don't want uranium in WA or in Australia anyway, you know, and this is all about get together and 
say no to uranium. We've been fighting this for 40 years and we're going to still fight for it. The women all share a hope for and work for a future where they can walk their land and practice their traditions in peace. And they want to protect their special country for all future generations. And ACF is proud to walk alongside them on this journey. <laughs> it's sticking hot here in Perth. <laughs> I should have just stayed over in Melbourne. <laughs> oh, no, it's, it was right for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm from Leonora and I'm still going around and, you know, you, you get um, adapted to the weather and that there and coming back the other night, <laughs> I said, oh, no. <laughs> well, that's when I stepped up the airport because I had two pairs of socks on and my jogger, my packies and a hoodie and that there as soon as I got off the plane and that walking through the thing I had to sling everything off. Hope it rains everywhere. Bye.